Welcome again. It's another Wednesday. I hope you are all well and had a great week so far. I also hope that you enjoy the last Wednesday episode with my very special guest, Petya Kolibova. When two mature women share our life experiences with you and we had a very beautiful, heartwarming conversation about the life, what truly matters, about the love and manifesting and how to manifest beautiful and abundant life. Tonight, I have to say this episode is very special to me because my teenage son has agreed to join and answer, I think, very important questions and what's happening around relationship these days and how it is affecting young generation and how it's perceived by them. Welcome, Samuel. How are you? Mm, I'm good. Um, Happy to have Happy to have me on the show, you know. I'm great that you have agreed. For teenagers, it's not easy. Very often, I can't really um, tell, would you be able to join me or not? Or would you be able to have that conversation? But I think, you know, how important it is to share from the perspective of young people what's happening around us because the changes are quite overwhelming. Yeah. So I've prepared 10 questions for you. We will try the best to fit into 30 minutes. If not, uh, because you know how it is, especially that we are live. We are doing this podcast, which is unedited and raw. So I think this is the most important part of this podcast that is really authentic. So if we feel like we have to, we might actually make a part two next week. If not, we will tr- we will try the best to be able to make the most of those questions and give you the answers which will help you to reflect on your own, on those changes. This episode is mainly dedicated to young people, but also to the parents and educators, teachers, and everybody who has got the authority to actually think about how those changes are perceived and affecting young people around us because they are our future. So, first of all, thank you once again, Samuel, for being here. And my first question to you is, how do you perceive the current trends and changes happening in relationships, gender roles and equality? Do you feel they are positive or negative? I mean, it truly depends on, like, all of those different ones can always be perceived um, positive or negatively. Depends on your uh, point of it. Um, in relationships wise with the current trends, it's, it's definitely more of a, that there's less, like, um, secrecy and privacy in relationships nowadays. There's a lot of, like, everyone knows your business, everyone wants to know your business, and yeah, I feel like, um, obviously I wasn't uh, alive when my mother was dating or anything like that, but I mean... 
that I think back then there was a lot more um, inclusiveness between you and your partner. And like you didn't need to have to, everyone didn't want to be in your business and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, on the gen side, I think that that's changed negatively, um, in my opinion at least. Um, with gender and cover, gender equality and roles, um, I think it's been positive, but also negative for women, because we all know how um, it is with the women and the feminist movement, how they only got their rights in the late 1900s. But um, due to the fact that women aren't actually have as hard jobs as men, Yes, they do, like, in some jobs, like, lawyers, doctors, they do the same hours. But it's not really women's fault that they will always be perceived as less than men because um, that was just how it was before. But nowadays, I feel like sometimes women can have more rights than men due to the fact that women have, um, like, they can play the victim when they haven't done, when they're actually, like, the aggressor, if you, if you understand what I mean. So yeah, I think that is could change in both ways, negatively and positively. It just depends on the type of person you are and how you look at it. Okay, how about the gender and the changes that we... I had once the question asked by the 14 years old boy, just mm. uh, we met, uh, we've been in the park and uh, there were young people and we were having a discussion. It was just after the... Uh, Covid finished and everybody was for the first out and all those changes also were still happening and there were so many new rules and rights and 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 I think for in my opinion from a perspective of a mom and of the woman as well but parent teacher educator somebody who is definitely caring about the young people and listen to them and. I remember myself being a young person. The boy asked me the simple question, Miss, how many gender do we have? And I said two, and he said, I like you. Mm. And now we've got those, I think, in your sexual education curriculum, you've got 16 genders, as far as I'm concerned at that moment. And we've got this binary, which is something very, very new, which we mm -hmm. still cannot grasp the concept of it. How is it perceived? Do you talk about it between young people? Do you talk about it at school? How is your personal also opinion on on this and, and a feeling about it? How do you feel about it? Well, I agree there's only two genders, in my opinion, at least. Um, obviously, majority of people would disagree with that, especially the people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. But, I mean, I'm going to quote one of my favourite um, interviewers and talkers who likes to be very vocal with what he says, Piers Morgan. My mother knows him, of course. Um, he, when he did an interview with one of the non-LGBTQ people and they identified as something crazy like pansexual or something like that, which we saw them fully get the grasp of, uh, he said that I can be a penguin if I want to then. And they, they were like, no. And they were like, why? Why can't he be a penguin if they can say they want to be one of these 72 genders or how many other genders there are now? And like, that's true. If they want to be the people in the LGBT community. They want to have power over what they want to be. But they will want to be able to control us because they want to be like, play the victim whenever somebody 
says something to them like how Piers Morgan said he wants to be a penguin and they want to say that you can't be that but why can't you when they want to be whatever they want to be we can't be what we want to be just because we were straight before but now we want to change for some reason we can't be what we want to be but I believe that it's um it's not right in my opinion I think that there should be two genders that's how God created us that's how uh people are made that's how reproduction should always be uh, I have nothing against gay people, lesbian people, uh, queer people, any of the sorts. It's just, I be- I am a Christian and I truly believe that in God's plan, he wants everybody to be with their significant other than they're meant to be of the opposite gender because that is how he made us. So, yeah. So, obviously, you very much agree with uh, what I'm thinking. And, uh, yes, part of how you see and perceive the world, it's also based on how you've been brought up. Mm -hmm. But now as a young people, as a young person yourself, as a young growing up man, you've got the right to create your own opinion and have your own perception of things. But still, due to everything what's happening around you, you still haven't changed and haven't been influenced by what's happening. Because why, why is it like that? Why do you think that you are so strong in your perception of that this is right and and also does your faith and your moral values help you to stay strong in 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 this perception or is it something um which is maybe make you feel you you elaborate quite deeply on this subject Mm -hmm. already but do you think that for many children who maybe haven't got this strong background and values at home, it might be confusing and very often it might be something which is just trendy or they are lost and they're looking for a place to just belong, not really reflecting and truly understanding themselves and trying to find out who they are. Well, yeah, of course. Um, my faith is definitely a big reason why I believe in what I believe. Um, we all know how the Bible says it. The Bible says Adam and Eve they were created, they were the first two people, man and woman, and those should be the only two genders. Uh, but yes, I do agree that I have a strong household view, of course, a believer like me, there's only two religions. If I had um, a mother who was of the LGBTQ plus community and or gay, lesbian, any of the above, or one of these 72 genders, I would understand why you would be confused as a child and why you would... Um, eventually, like, probably um, fall in with them and, like, start to believe in it. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. It's your opinion. You have your own free will and all that. But, yeah. Um, and what else on you said about uh, why, also, instead of just my faith, I think in my school, especially with, like, the lads, and, like, um, if you're a teenage boy, you know that your friends have a very strong pull on what you, like, on your opinion and stuff. Um, sometimes you feel like you need to go with the uh, trend and stuff but the thing is that's not the same with like a majority of boys sometimes with girls it is like that but with boys it's always like if you don't if you don't like go on the same opinion it's not that they're not going to be like friends with you or they're going to clash with you they're just going to like argue their thing and if they think you're good then you're good but I feel like the majority of boys Especially with sports, sports is a big thing where sports is like you have to be so masculine, you have to be hard working. And with this new generation of people who want to be fat and just like 
not do anything and um, saying being gay is okay and being fat is okay and just uh, doing nothing's being okay and just eating food all the time and not trying to make yourself better is, I think it's something to be shamed upon, personally. I don't think it's something that you should be proud of if you so are... So you, you think that sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, but I have to like um, get involved because that is so important what you're saying that I want to just, just dive a little bit deeper. Is that mean that very often you see it as an excuse? Yeah. Or instead of really finding the deep core reason of what's happening with you, uh, we're just going the easier way and mm. we're just following the trends? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like a majority of gay people or uh, lesbians or even like uh, female sex workers, although I'm just gonna bring this up, I feel like they all always have problems with their families, mental health issues that they're just trying to hide. They don't want to share on those things. And especially with, the, with lads, I, the reason why I think being um, pa, uh, being gay, LGBTQ plus now is so much more trendy is because a lot of people don't like open up with their emotions. I am one to say I would not like to open up all my emotions to a female partner that I'm with or anybody like that. Because men are always been very unvulnerable, always been to be like the strongest in the house, the, the breadwinners and all that. But with this new trend of LGBTQ+, they all have their own problems and they all use like them being fat as an excuse to uh, get out of doing what they do. But the thing is, going to the gym, working out, it actually helps you. But I think they don't want to try because the thing is, when you work out, there's you have to work to get happiness. You have to, you can't just sit around and wait for it to happen. Like, especially in relationships, you can't just wait for like, a girl or a man to come to you. You have to try to do something. I mean, nowadays it's a bit different where, like, you can probably wait around and on one of your dating apps you'll get a match or something like that will happen. But in the olden days especially, my mum would definitely know um, that you had to actually speak to people. You had to go outside at a pub or something. You actually had to communicate with them. You had to go up and say the first words, you know what I mean? So you need to be open and yeah. vulnerable. Remember that I always... We, we have these discussions, sometimes mm. arguments, but... We both learn from each other. I learn a lot of yeah. from you and you learn a lot of from me. But I think it's so important. Do you think that maybe very often the problem is, even if the family has got the strong background and, and the strong maybe even values, but there is a lack of communication and those discussions between parents and children when everybody can be open and express in a respectful way their emotions and their opinion. But I also... I've always told you, and you know that, that the house and the home is the place of a safety net. So that means that we can all, this is the only place when we can be truly ourselves and we are allowed to express frustration, anger, and those different emotions, which very often in the public places, in the public surroundings, we, we have to control because mm -hmm. that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are brought up in that kind of environment, when you are able to have an argument with your parents, have a discussion, being open about your emotion and, and express it freely without being judged. Yet, if you are in wrong, you will be obviously asked to reflect on your behavior, yeah. on your, on, 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 on what's, what you're really bringing up to the table. So do you think that it really matters and it's important? That might be one of the reasons as well? Um, I believe that that is possibly one of the reasons, especially 
some in some houses you will never get like shame um like judged or go against especially like some parents they aren't they don't really want to challenge you on what you say especially as a teenager when you're going through your phases when sometimes you really just need your parents to be there for you and to help them understand but especially when your family even if they have a strong background but they don't they're not um a well communicated family they they sometimes lose themselves and that's where a lot of mental health comes in obviously as mental health in this uh, week not long ago so i'm not going to talk about it for too long but is when people haven't got the people to talk to about it uh, this is including lgbtq plus and all sorts when they haven't got these people to talk to or people to actually like challenge them on their views and show both positives and negatives of both then they get confused in their own thoughts and it really um it really don't really know how to say it it really like uh, makes you overthink a lot and your brain goes into like a spiral of uh, you don't know what's right or wrong because nobody's actually going to tell you if you're right or wrong because they're scared to, to see if how you'll react but sometimes it's actually best mm. see if they uh, react badly like if they have if they're like mad at you because of what you said that means that there's something wrong there I think there is very important words and I really mm. liked the word you used which is the people who challenge us either parents or teachers or even friends yeah people who truly care about us challenge us to be better, to do better, to reflect on our behavior. Uh, there is a consequences, there are boundaries. Uh, it, it's, it's such an important part of upbringing. And we also have to understand that the young people develop till the age of 25. So you might be physically very much developed, but we know that the brain and also your ability to reflect and to, to understand the true consequences of yeah. your actions it's still something which, which goes much, much further than, for example, to 16 and year, 18 years old. Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to do the part two, maybe even part three, because we are 17 minutes in and we are only on the first question. Yeah. But I hope you find it interesting and I really like this. And it shows me a lot of how much you reflect as well on this, mm. um, on this subject, which is beautiful. The next question I prepared for you is, with the rise of social media, online dating apps and instant gratification, do you think relationships are becoming more or less meaningful for your generation and why? Uh, I think relationships are definitely less meaningful than they used to be. Because nowadays, I feel like a lot of girls, especially in their mid-20s, early 20s, and they say they finish school and they finally want to... They finally want to um, like go outside party and they hit 21, start drinking, all these. I feel like a lot of women want to just have one night stands. And um, this is more like in the elder uh, teenage years. But women always want to um, just like be gratified uh, for themselves and not really actually care for the other human and also in my age i've learned in relationship what about the boys because i can look from the perspective of the woman or a girl as well yeah. i can see that probably it's the same of the boys is the less is it because we, we have to be we have to try to be uh, really fair here yeah. so you look from the perspective of the boy of the man yeah. young man obviously yeah. growing up and you look at the girls around you so what you were trying to say 
was it that the girls are more shallow these days and yeah. they look more on the material yeah. rather than building actually a relationship, getting to know each other, friendship and creating a partnership and understanding that this is the two road, uh, two two ways road, not yeah. the one way. So that even if the man is provider, the woman or girl still needs to give something, which mm -hmm. is a loyalty, which is like, for example, if you provide, she looks after the household. Yeah. Uh, she's, it's about giving and receiving, isn't it? It's about balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So um, that's what you meant? Yeah, it's what, that is what I meant, it being the shallow one. But from a boy's perspective, it's actually from my perspective, um, even lads, they are also, you can say that, uh, especially in my generation, a lot of my friends only look at women's looks. They don't look past that. They look at her titties, her bum, her face, her makeup, you know. It's like they don't really care about what actually the woman's like. They just care about them, like the outside of it. Do you think it's the same with the girls as well? I think girls care more about how what their friends think. I think girls are, especially in my generation, I think girls are very... In your age range. Yeah, I think girls are very um, looking for reassurance and looking... Validation yeah. of others. Mm, this, yeah. is, this is so not right, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you... That's what I was on about earlier when I said there's more privacy in your old relationship. And before, in your, uh, before like, probably, like, 2000s, obviously, I don't know, but I'm just going to guess that there was probably more, uh, like, there was more uh, privacy and all they really cared about is the other person that relates. They didn't really care about anything else. And that's what true love should be. You should only care about what you and your, your other partner think of each other. And like you shouldn't care about what if your friends think about it because sometimes your friends don't want what's best for you. Because obviously, you know, we, we had that discussion now, you are very young, you still, yeah. you know, uh, you, you, you had like some girlfriends, which we were friends yeah. with and you were, you know, like that first infatuation. It's not yeah. really a true love yet, but you know, it's that, that special person you felt something, you know, meaningful to and, you know, mm -hmm. or that person was for whatever reason special to you. Mm -hmm. um, but... I always tell you, of, of course, it's always better and it's nice if I would like your girlfriend, but I always look like how you both treat each other and mm. do you like each other? And I always tell about respect. And even if something doesn't work, to still stay friends and, and, and respect each other's choices because that's the way it should be. But I always tell you, you choose your partner for yourself, not yeah. for me, yeah? yeah? And if I'm going to see that your partner makes you happy then it really doesn't matter do I like her or not because if I'm going to see that you both are truly love each other and you care for each other and you respect each other, mm -hmm. um, I will be there for you both because yeah. you are my son and I want what's the best for you and I am not the one who you're going to be living with. You're going to be living with your wife and when you're going to leave the home, your family home, which is our home, you're going to create a new family, new home with your significant one and that's going to be your priority. Your wife is going to be your priority. Your yeah. children, not me. I'm yeah. always going to be an important person in your life, but your wife should be your priority. I think very often these days, if it comes especially to the social media, you mentioned about the validation, uh, about uh, what other people think, and this is such a big, big issue. And, but I also look from the perspective like, you know, like it looks before. And I came from always being independent and... I was allowed to do mistakes, even if my parents did not agree with my choices. And I wish sometimes I 
did not make those mistakes because the consequences of some relationships are really, really severe. But at the end of the day, as long as we are learning from our mistakes, that's the way to progress. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is very interesting. We could probably talk about this subject very, very deeply, but I think we touch on quite important uh, few topics here, which hopefully will help somebody young maybe look at the relationships from a different point of view. Yeah. One more question, and we're definitely going to continue next week. We might actually have a three-part episode on this because... 10 questions is a lot and uh, it's such an important subject and I want to allow Samuel to express himself freely and of course also um, be able to bring an elder generation perspective uh, from my point of view. One more question for this episode, Sam. In what ways do you think technology has impacted the dynamics of relationships among young people? Are there any drawbacks or advantages you have noticed? Well, I mean, obviously, with dating people long distance with, like, say, like, you live... I mean, it's a state, as an example, because it's one country, but it's a very long distance. Say one of you live in Cal- California and the other one lives in uh, like North Dakota or something, which is just just south of the border of to Canada... It's about about two hundred and fifty miles apart. No, not that. It's like one fifty. Um, technology obviously will help you communicate with each other, so you can always try and make that work. And I think it's a good way to first get to know each other before you actually truly meet for the first time in person. But I also think that uh, technology has a negative impact because catfishing is a very big problem in our modern age because online people can like make themselves be anybody and but then they um when you actually see them in or real still life somebody's identity. yeah and when they when you see them in real life they're not actually the same person or like even if they look the same as they do they could catfish it how like maybe they're like they're pretending that they have like the best lifestyle ever when they actually have a lot of problems in their life and that's the one thing with social media is that you can never take it truly too seriously because of how the views on social media can always be interpreted in whichever way you want it to be interpreted and yeah i actually would like to elaborate a little bit on you said that, yes, technology can be very great if it comes to long-distance relationship or yeah. people who, for example, I might be... But for me, from a grown-up perspective as well, and having a little bit more life experience than mm-hmm. you, Sanye, mm-hmm. already. So I would like to say that, yes, it's a, it is it is possible to find a true love online because there's many people who did. Not everybody, we cannot also generalize and we cannot become a little bit paranoid. So there are some genuine people, but I think online dating is full of absolutely rubbish. And you have to be very, very careful. Um, You need to be very strong and resilient person, know exactly what you want and what you're looking for as well. And being Mm -hmm. able to say no to most of those people. And also be very vigilant if it comes to people who want to take advantage of you. Uh, I call them also the... What's the word I'm looking for? I've lost the word now. Uh, um, opportunists. So people yeah. who are looking, you know, for somebody who can uh, bring the values to the life what they haven't got. Yeah. And they cannot provide the same back. Mm-hmm. So uh, relationships all about giving and receiving, isn't it? Yeah. 
So for me, it's like, if you meet somebody online, it's good to talk, I would say for a month, and then the both parties should agree to make an effort to meet each other in person. Because yeah. when you're really true in person, because also when you talk online, even via video, you can still, you know, put a makeup on, you know, make yourself look better, get to the place when, you know, it looks like, you know, but when you actually meet in person, you know, you can read somebody's energy, you can yeah. see their body language, you can see their behavior, you know. Also yeah. after, you know, see, it's very important to see people around their family, around their friends, mm -hmm. to actually see how they are behaving in the public and around other people, how they treat other people, because that's going to give you a bigger picture of who that person actually is. Is that person a real person in a public and private life or is it the person completely different human being behind closed doors mm -hmm. because that is the first way to avoid toxic and difficult relationship yeah um ending this episode because we are already 28 minutes in and it's getting late we've got a very early morning but we're definitely gonna continue would you like to continue next yeah. week and yeah. we've got some more questions great question to answer and I would like to know your point of view. Uh, maybe um, by reading this question, you would like to have a conversation also with uh, peers at your school. So maybe you will be able to bring a little bit more to the table and, mm. you know, discuss with them and then tell me uh, their, their opinions as well. So we could maybe give a little mm. bit more broad perspective mm -hmm. on, on those important subjects, because at that moment, it's our both personal opinion and, yeah. and our perspective. And mm -hmm. it's also very much grounded in our beliefs and in our faith as well and how we uh, see life and its importance. Mm -hmm. So we come from very strong moral values as well. But I would like to add one thing. We talk about, and you talk about in the beginning, about um, LGBTQ community. About For me, it was more about this... Um, about this binary thing, about this crazy gender, and about no, you know, LGBTQ. because if we if we, yeah, but if we still yes, they belong to LGBTQ. But Plus. if we talk really about the LGBTQ, we think about still men and women. There is still two gender, and it's just that they have different arrangement. If it comes two women together or two men together, so there is the only difference. And you have already yeah. expressed that for you, it should be men and women, two opposite sex creating because that's the root of creation of being able to reproduce being able to have that both masculinity and femininity in a family as a role examples for the children mm -hmm. and not causing really confusion yes yeah but uh, i also would like to underline here that we tolerate and we respect others people choices in life yeah but we have to remember that we don't have to accept it and agree. Yeah. And because we are so forced and those trends are becoming so forcefully pushed on us that we need to, we very often, many of the people probably who will be listening to this have got exactly the same opinions and perception as we do. But because it's put upon us by the authorities, by the governments, and we are not speaking up enough and loud enough about it because we think that we have no impact. Yes, we do. As a parents, as a teachers, we do have impact on what our children are being introduced to at school. Mm -hmm. We can uh, do not accept and argue their curriculum if it comes to religious education and also to the sexual education. And we should be 
more involved into this if we want to really make a change. So it's not like we really don't have a, or we can use one of our social platforms to express that we do not agree with that. Yeah. Because if we're going to stay quiet, we're going to have more and more those craziness happenings around us and more children actually then being lost mm. and confused yeah. instead of finding their way back to be truly themselves and actually healing. Because like Samuel said, and I very much agree with that, that most of those issues are really part of the trauma of being, not being able to truly know who I am or being able to express or... Or it's like sometimes it's the, like many, many, if you will ask the gay people, it's like men, they have uh, issues with the mother. That's why they fall for a man because the man was a strong uh, part of their upbringing and he, mm -hmm. be, he was their role model. If it comes to the girls, there was a lack of a father. Mm -hmm. And that's why all they had a very toxic relationship and they, at the end, they fall into the woman because they couldn't heal from those traumatic experiences. So it's all about... I'm going to go back to the soul, to healing that wooden, wounded child and realizing that there is a way out of it, but we need to be open to it and not falling into what is easier or what is maybe trendy. Maybe for some of you and probably for most of the LGBTQ community, you might not agree with that. It's when it is your really, truly very, very thought through choice mm -hmm. and you are very strongly happy and committed and you are in a committed relationship, I will not question you because mm -hmm. we do also respect free will and also yeah. God also gave us a free will because this is our own soul journey and a lesson. And maybe in this lifetime, we need to go through this experience to be able to evolve in another lifetime as a soul being. Yeah. There is a reason in it. So we don't question it because as a believers in God, first and foremost, and the most beautiful gift given by the Father, it's a free will. Mm -hmm. But we would like to open that discussion and ask you to reflect on even your own way. How did it happen? How have I changed or become or chosen this lifestyle or this partner in my life? And maybe, maybe it can create a change or bring you more understanding and also mm. healing into your life. Yeah. Tonight, I would like to thank you for listening. I hope really to, for you to find it interesting. And I would like to thank Samuel for being here, for sharing so openly uh, his perception from very, very young soul. Mm -hmm and a human being and a young man who mm -hmm. is growing. And I think that for many of your peers, you can be a fantastic role model. And I know you would like to say something at the end, so... Yeah, uh, just to add on to what mom said at the very end, just on my opinion of it. Obviously, we are, I truly excited. If I had, if I were to meet a gay person and like, I actually like, were like, they actually like were the type of person I want to be friends with, I would be friends with them. It's not like, how I said earlier, how I think that men and women should be together. It's not like I will ever shame upon a gay person just for their um, opinion or who they want to be with. That's obviously their or whole choice. But I think it's like the people who... The main problem I have with LGBTQ people 
is when they try to force children into it. And, like, when the BBC are trying to, like, advertise it for the younger kids. Because these, some of these kids are 12 years old, 10 years old, 8 years old even, some of them. And they can't even drive. They don't even probably, or they don't even know how to do their taxes, their bills. For some of them, they don't even understand what really, truly we're talking about. Because they haven't got that capability to... To, to make their own decision, yeah. to consent to center things. That's why we've got the parents who who make the choices for the children yeah. for what's the best for them. Yeah. Most of the parents obviously do. We know that some parents haven't got that capability, but that's for another another probably um, episode, another topic. Mm-hmm. But y- yes, you, you, you've said it right. So that's what we're trying to, to actually highlight in, in this conversation that the parents and teachers, but also children themselves, especially the parents, and if not parents, the grandparents, when the child comes with this kind of issue, they should challenge the child and question and dive deep why the child is coming with these ideas and where did they find out about it and how suddenly is it the advertising? Is it a trend? Is it a peer pressure? Yes, that's what you were trying to say? Yeah, especially when... Like, especially when the things, if your parents aren't like that, where they want to challenge you, that's what the school system's meant for as well. The school system should always be um, traditionalised because the school system always is up to bringing in this new LGBTQ plus wave, even though in the UK the school system is still based on white, old, white men. In English literature, all you earn up, learn about is old, old poems for no reason at all. And it has no actual relevancy anymore. Because I'm much trying to learn about black history and, like, my culture and more stuff like that than having to learn about uh, rich white British people who ruled England or, like, conquered somewhere, which I don't even know anymore. And that's... But then the school system always wants to change when there's a new trend uh, between, like, with, with sexuality or something. But instead, they should be, like, trying to... At least the things... If you're an adult and you've, like been straight and then you've had this like um you uh sudden realization there's a better word for that but i forgot what it was now um sudden realization that you don't like the other gender anymore and you want to be gay or anything of the sort i don't mind that that's your choice but when they're trying to push you on kids and when they're having with that stability to see the right path at least until they have the actual capacity to actually understand what they're on about and the consequences of yes, those choices. Yes, yes. The thing is, like, especially when you're transgender or something, and, like, as a kid, some, some kids want to be transgender, and they, if they ever do get that and their parents consent to it, then when they're older, they can't change it. They can't change it back. And in... we have to remember that in the UK, yes. at the age of 16, if the child and the parent consent, the child actually can start the transgender transformation if it comes to the hormonal pills. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. And as I mentioned... The human's brain does not fully develop till the age of 25. Yeah. I think what you mentioned here is like what we came at the conclusion of this conversation that same as parents, but also the teachers should challenge the curriculum. Yes. They should not give in into what has been forced upon them, especially like you mentioned that the curriculum on, on the other spectrum is completely like opposite of yeah. what is what is brought in in that way of trends and and yeah. and 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 also the 
affairs beca because we need to be inclusive. But that inclusivity becomes ridiculous mm -hmm. at this moment. And then there, the question is, where are the teachers, headmasters, educators to question and challenge that curriculum and saying this is wrong? Most of us also have got the children and the children are part of this process. So we need to, if we cannot look from the perspective of the others, let's think about our own children as well, because we usually do not care until we actually being touched by this problem on our own. Mm -hmm. I think there is a great, great, if you haven't watched the Lincoln Lawyer, yeah. uh, there's amazing example of this when at the, at the end speech, he said he was actually defending the black man who killed the perpetrator of his uh, seven years old daughter who has been raped, but two male, uh, white mm -hmm. male. And he asked the jury to close their eyes and he told the story and at the end he said, and now imagine that this girl is white and he won the case. That's what I'm talking everybody's perception. We don't think about it until it touches us personally. And we need to change that because we need to understand that we cannot be so selfish. It still affects our children. And even if we are having that strong background and values and bring it home, they do have, for example, friends who see, who they see going through the difficulties because they might not have that way of upbringing their home and the school instead of comforting them and giving them that space when they can actually maybe find that self, safe net of, of uh, just being normal. And they would like to say something. They can't because they are forced upon by the authorities and government to, to uh, proclaim and, and uh, advertise those changes which internally they might completely do not agree with. Yeah. Is that... What we, we're trying to say here, Samuel? Yeah, and also with the hormone at 16 years old, in America, you can't drink till you're 21 years old. And that is, and you can't, you, you can't, um, you can't, um, like, do anything until you're, like, 21. And I think that's except how Except driving. <laughs> yeah, except for driving. And even in the UK, that means that you can start hormonal transformation before you can even drive. Because you're 17 when you're yes. illegally able to drive. How here. ridiculous is that? When we really look at the spectrum of this opposite side of what's happening around us and, and how it's affecting our children, it's, I think the amount of confusion and, and how they feel lost around it. And at the end of the day, if you would really want to know the truth and how the children perceive and how this world should look like, ask children up to age of six because they are blunt honest and then you will tell you exactly how it is yeah. if you're gonna tell them that you are a man and you are a standing woman in front of them he's gonna tell you no you are a woman and you're not gonna convince six years old no because he sees what he sees and he's gonna tell you how it is mm -hmm. and then from the age of six we are all going crazy and we are pushing and the children who are the most vulnerable and they haven't got that strong structure and moral values and the faith and and uh, parents who they can express their opinion and communicate and reflect and parents who are actually sensible and responsible and reasonable, mm -hmm. then they are getting lost. Yeah. And that ends up in the mental health, in the suicidal, in the addictions. Yeah. And it's not like we don't talk because we don't have an experience, do we? No. We've no. been through our own personal experience and it's very important to others because we might be looking at us like we are this, you know, 
white, you know, middle class, you know, family who, you know, has everything going on. No, we've been through some very difficult yeah. challenges in our life. We also, me and you, have been together on a very healing journey, yes, yes, as a mother and a son. And my oldest son, and so your brother and my son also is at that moment recovering from addictions. Yes, we nearly lost him mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. So we know the true life. But we also know that we went through this and we came on the other side because of that strong values and core principles of life, knowing what's truly important and not falling into the darkness and hole of this craziness happening around us. Yes. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a very um, subject that a lot of people probably, could, people probably could talk about for an hour plus now, but due to the fact how late is. I'm just going to add one more thing about how, I'm just going to add to my mother's point about how, yes, we are white people, we are middle class, we do have all this, but everyone has their own problems. There's no perfect family. Even the richest people have their problems. Uh, I've seen it. My mum's seen it. We've all seen it. Everyone has their problems. So never judge a book by its cover because we are white people. We have got good vocabulary. We have got good education, but we have gone through our own problems. And challenges. And, and challenges, and you would definitely take back some of what we've done. But I mean, what's done is done, in it? So you have to look at this with a grain of salt, but also take it in due to the fact that we have got experience and we have dealt with our own problems in life, how we have, we have had to adapt to like what happened around us. Yes, but we also, we didn't brush those problems under the carpet. Yeah. We... We actually challenge them, we learn from them, we heal from them, we came on the other side as stronger, more resilient, more loving, more caring, more compassionate. Mm -hmm. And we are also here to, we bring in this podcast, we're doing this, and that's the way to use actually social media. That's what we would like to encourage young people or anybody. Share your story. Don't be afraid to share your experience. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable because you have no idea how many people you can help. Because many people are afraid that they will be judged. Nobody can judge us because we know what we've been through. Mm -hmm. We are not afraid of being vulnerable, of open up, of sharing this experience because we know our value. We know who we are. But we also know that it might actually help somebody else and we are encouraging you. But we also want you to reflect and first of all, challenge and question everything what is happening around us. Because what is happening is crazy. Yeah. Starting from COVID, and now it's getting more. If it's not COVID, now this is a gen gender uh, binary, whatever it is, then it's going to be something else. It's all to create the madness and confusion in uh, people and diverse us, actually. Yeah. Divide us, not yeah. to bring us together. And we need to stand together and say no to those things which are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because we're technically all humans. There's white, black, uh, Asian, uh, Latino, um, gay, lesbian. We're all the same people. And we all just want what's best for our uh, species and our community. And uh, especially as parents and as an older brother, I want what's best for my little brother. Going up, I want him to be able to, um, be able to like go to school and not have to worry about him having being like his teachers trying to change him into something that he's not want to be you know what i mean yes or being confused about his yes. friends yeah yeah and asking those questions yeah yeah okay listen guys 
we still went over 30 minutes. We are 46 minutes in and it was only three questions. We definitely, would you agree to do two more episodes so we can elaborate and maybe talk more about this? We would like to also get involved. Please leave a comment, share your perception, your reflection. Tell us what you thought about this episode because that's what's really important for us, your feedback. So we can bring more and we can probably and hopefully answer some of your questions and we are open to comments as long as you are respectful because my son is only 14 so that's very important mm -hmm. we are more than welcome to hear from you and we will be actually grateful because it will yeah. help us to bring more and maybe connect with bigger audience of you uh, also lgbt community we, you are more than welcome to share because we very much respect you mm -hmm. we respect your choices we just want you to reflect and question. Also think about it that maybe in the future you will have a children. And, you know, childhoods have a mom and a dad. Having two moms, having two dads, it's a little bit... Yeah. Not something which every child yeah. can deal easily with at the school. Yeah. And, you know, there will be children who will be questioning it. And maybe so, as a parent, you should take this into consideration. Mm -hmm. I would like to send you a lot of love and very, very big thank you to my son Samuel for joining and agreeing to doing this podcast. As always, with lots of love, God bless. Have a wonderful rest of the week. It was Anita Stevens and Samuel at Beyond Compromise. Good night. God bless. Ciao.